This is the Roaring Elephant podcast. And if anything, this episode is going to be proof perfect that you shouldn't do these things on a Friday after a busy week. (laughs) (laughs) This is the voice of the Roaring Elephant podcast. We know you can hear us. Uh, Bonus points to anyone that can recognize the reference. Uh, Your intonation wasn't quite there, so. uh. No, I mean, I couldn't go go full on there. I can't give it away because if someone does pick up on it, that would be amazing. Anyway. Good thing we don't have a serious subject today. Absolutely not. No, definitely not a serious subject. So, open source and its consumption across all sorts of exciting people and places, huh? Uh, I wonder if anyone's ever done a survey on it. uh, Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that still sounded kind of nice, but we're going to talk about survey statistics. So, that's really... the, the, the. grassroot movements within the Roaring Elephants public, right? Looking at statistics and stuff, so... You mean lies, damn lies, and statistics? And then the Roaring Elephant podcast. Vision of that. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I'll, uh... Yes. So, yes, we looked at the... uh, What's this thing called again? The Open Logic and Open Source Initiative 2023 State of Open Source Report. Now I have to find the right page again because we're not going to go through everything because we kind of did some pre-work this time and as usual with statistics, quite a lot of it is, let's call it interesting. <laughs> I mean, then some of it is not that interesting. Let's, let's well, call it what it is. That was what I was saying. I was doing interesting, which we skip off, and then the sort of stuff that we actually want to talk about. So we're not going to go through the whole thing, but just yeah. uh, cherry pick. Uh, and and if, if those of you out there want to see Jon uh, doing air quotes, because that makes for great podcasting, <laughs> you can see us on YouTube. <laughs> In my defense, the first time I said interesting, I just intonated it without air quotes. It's the second time I did the air quotes. So everybody got served. We are inclusive. There we go. Not diverse because we're both male and white, but at least we exactly. can be inclusive. There we go. There we go. So... We've we've cherry picked a few things out of this report that we do think are actually worth talking about. Uh, some of which we have differing opinions on. Uh, so yes, fight, begin. <laughs> well, the first one we couldn't really get around. That's just the more the general, 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 general view. That's a good word of how his adoption of open source happening. And one thing to remember here is that this survey was actually presented to people that are working in open source. So this is not looking at, are you going to start using open source? No, mm. it's about you're using open source. How is it evolving now <clears throat> in your environment this year? And what has grown, shrunk, things like that. So there is that little yeah. bias in there. That being said, I don't mind too much because including people that don't use open source and then asking them, how has your use of open source evolved? doesn't make much sense yeah it's not terribly useful but it is a bit of a more of a rosy picture let's say yeah yeah people people using and consuming open source software so the first pretty graph is looking at the increase of uses of open source in your organization and what i like here is that they actually put the numbers of last survey from 2022 next to the 2023 survey and we tried mm. to explain to ourselves that 2022 was actually looking at 2021 and 2023 but that was too complicated so let's not repeat that <laughs> <laughs> but what do you look if you look at the numbers what do you see what do you uh, do you see anything weird unexpected or i mean not really the the trend is pretty much what i would 
what I would expect in that um, like if you look at the two uh, the two extremes first, um, you know the number the percentage of people reducing the the use of open source software again, given the bias that uh, that Jan mentioned at the start, it was one point six three percent of people were expecting to reduce it in twenty twenty two and a little bit less than that, 1.49% looking to reduce their use of open source software in 2023. Like, honestly, the least surprising thing. And it's also a bit hard to interpret, right? Because reducing may not be a bad thing, because I can see reducing as in, I will have less CPUs running stuff that is open source, or it could be I'm using less projects but I'm doing more with other projects because newer projects do more stuff and I can use less applications. So it's, it's vague. It's yeah. very vague. And it's very small. I, so. I tend, I t yeah. And I tend to think it more about like more about adoption than Attention I do. To. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, given the bias, definitely not surprising. And then looking at the other extreme, which is yes, I significantly expect to expand my use of open source that's going from 36 percent in 2022 to 41 percent in 2023 like a a noticeable measurable kind of jump um and like all of the other numbers are basically trending in that direction the sort of the people remaining the same has reduced um from one to the other um and the the sort of people that are just just saying yes, like that has reduced, but that's because you know you need to feed the yes significantly group, which is the the one that's benefited from it. So uh, it's not terribly surprising to me to can see like open source utilization continuing continuing to uh, accelerate and grow. Yeah, I'm trying to read some sentiment in there. <clears throat> if you look mm. at how the yes and yes significantly kind of flipped in 2022, mm -hmm. more people were saying yes and a little less are saying yes significantly. And now mm -hmm. it's all more significantly and less are just yesing. For me, it kind of could indicate that in 2022, people are still, yeah, we have to look at this open source thing, but I don't know yet. While now it's more we're looking at this thing and it's it's important. We need to really go deep on this thing. So it for me the numbers could indicate a kind of a sentiment change within we're in the testing phase and now we're in hey we're accepting this thing is here to stay and we need to really look at this uh, in earnest. Yeah, and the other thing to call out is that like 2022, if you sort of just just the yes and yes significantly. Um, uh, expect to increase that that's sort of 76 ish percent in 2022 and it's um just over a touch over 80 percent in 2023 so which again sort of not surprising to me but well that's also a positive message here that using open source is a good way forward because if open yeah. source would uh, suddenly hit a brick wall or too complicated or not i mean you hear all these doom uh, stories about not finding people to work with it it's harder to maintain it and yes sure there is some stuff around that we've talked about that on the show before mm -hmm. but apparently it's not stopping people from continuing the path once they have gone there so yeah the the, the other one that i think is kind of interesting is that the the status quo has um not the band the uh <laughs> has 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 reduced so 
the the percentage of people that you know, re expect to remain the same amount of adoption of open source has gone from you know twenty one percent down to eighteen percent, which is a s smallish amount, but obviously you know, clearly measurable yeah. amount. Still that mindset thing, I think people that were still mm. in the let's try this, but I'm not sure, so let's not mm. invest too much. People have really crossed the chasm. I think is the yeah way of saying it. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe the next one then is is looking at the the sort of the different groups of industries that are um, that are responding. I think this is one of the things that some of this is yeah, for um, the people not on YouTube. We're now going to read this entire table. <laughs> <Not>. <laughs> so please, if you want to have all the details, either download the report yourselves. I'll pre pretty much probably put a link in the show notes or uh, try it on YouTube for a change. So like, maybe start again, like if we start at the opposite end of the spectrum, like the folks that were reducing their use of open source software, I, there's actually, there's, there are a few here that surprised me. So like 2.86% of media and gaming, which, oh no, sorry, sorry. That 5.56% is vehicle yes. transportation and logistics. Like that's the the largest group of people that are reducing their use of open source. It doesn't terribly surprise me. Oh, why? Well, how do you how do you explain it? Um, I suppose I'm thinking that first of all, it is still a very small number, but it is nearly twice as much as any other. It's infinitely more than pharmaceuticals. Is down at zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I tend to see vehicle transportation and logistics as like very, very, very low margin and also don't tend to be um, sort of areas where, you know, the, there's kind of tech focus of leading mm. industries. In, in the world of open source? I contest that because, uh, mm. sure, yeah, it's traditional, it's not creative, it's boring if you want to, it's putting stuff from A to B, you've been doing this for the last 20,000 years and we still, we know how to do this by now, so yes, I can see where you're coming from. But uh, when I was in one of my previous jobs, I was involved with a big uh, supermarket chain mm -hmm. and their logistics was the main user of their machine learning. Packing mm. stuff in the least amount of square space, uh, yep. cubic space, we should say square space, flat, <laughs> cubic space. So packing, the packing problem, that was a thing. What I think is happening here is that the commercial stuff has now integrated all of the things that are useful. And there's kind of an end of the innovation that's possible there. So there is no need to go into something open sources. And these are typically also the industries where technical personnel, their technical savoir-faire, to, to, to use a French mm. word, is least prevalent. So for them, it makes sense to just buy something, have support, and I turn on the button in the morning and I know it's going to work. Nothing's going to yeah. break. So stability, more important than innovation. May, but we also have to remind ourselves that we're still only talking about 5%. Like it, it still is a very small percentage in the grand scheme. If I get a raise this year and it's 5.56%, I will <laughs> maybe not say that that's... Yes, that's small. That's very small. Maybe I'm also <laughs> But yeah, it's all relative, of course. Yeah. Um, so if we if we sort of look at the again, if we flip around and look at the opposite end of the spectrum, 
like the folks that are um, significantly expanding their use of open source software, energy, oil, and gas at 66, nearly 67%. Which is strange. I, I don't know that I understand why they are literally 20% higher than anyone else. Yeah. I mean, it can't be for the, it's free, because certainly now with the energy prices, <laughs> if there's anybody who's making money, it's uh, oil and gas. Mm. So the only thing I can think about is that this is again an effect of machine learning and artificial intelligence. Uh, I mean, mm. starting to drill somewhere or designing the electricity net of the future, which we're going to need if we're all going to go on solar panels and electric cars and stuff like that. That's some high level mathematics. So I can see a big influx there, but for an industry as big as energy, oil and gas, that's just, just, just still be a small part of it. However, we probably didn't send this, we, they probably didn't send this survey to people on an oil rig. No, no, I think that's all. So right. again, there's the bias in there. So for me, I think it's the whole artificial intelligence. Plus, I also remember, and I'm going to name names, haha, because um, a long time ago, I was working for Hortonworks, a company that doesn't exist mm -hmm. anymore, and I was at, uh, I went to Shell. Mm. And we went there to tell them, okay, all of this stuff, you have a lot of data, geographical data, you should do something with that. <clears throat> and we were talking actually, we were very lucky to their top technologist, let's call it that. And he squarely said, no, we don't do that. We, we do the, 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 uh, the seismic air survey, we look at it and then throw it away and do a new one. We are not interested in long-term information. And that was so short-sighted. Now, this is like almost 10 years ago now, so things have mm. apparently changed. But it would also mean that they have a bit of a um, chasing. They need to catch up with the rest of the world. And now that they have made a lot of money and things are getting harder and things are getting more complicated, finally legislation around electric cars and stuff like that is starting to be made. So future plans can actually be developed. Hmm. From that point of view, kind of makes sense, but still, it's a big difference. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a significant delta from from anyone else. Um, let's see, what what are the other ones you think are worth kind of? Uh, government pulling? public services. I mean, that's a good one, of course. Uh, mm. the, the government using more open source. I mean, we all have the canonical example of I think it was Munich that uh, kind of stop using Windows and go to Linux desktop. That didn't take that long, and they're back on Windows now. But uh, that being said, most of this stuff is in the data centers, right? Not on the desktops of people. Yeah, and they are—they are actually one of the uh, one of the groups that have uh, a, quite a low percentage of expect to remain the same. So you know, they are, you know, significantly more than eighty percent. It's—it's actually closer to what eighty, eighty-four, eighty-five percent, something like that. Um, either yes significantly or yes, um, which is you know if if eighty percent is the is the average, like they are you know a measurable amount above that, which is sort of interesting. Yeah, and also it's not before the cost price because sure budget cuts happen in government. Even mm. though we pay more and more taxes every year, they still have less money to do something with. I don't know. Well, I know where the COVID's going, but. Let's not talk about that. But uh, I do work with public sector. I mean, that's the patch I work with uh, as a solution architect. And in mm. my experience, they're not doing this for cost reductions. 
yes, they need to sanitize them, need to make sure they don't pay money if they don't have to. So things like uh, the tender processes, request for proposals and stuff like that, that has been going on for a long time. And we do see uh, a lot of emphasis being put upon if it's open source, we prefer it, which is good. Yeah. But I'm, what I'm also seeing, and this is new in the last year or two, they actually are starting to be creative. Mm. They actually are beginning to do things because, hey, then we can do more. We can work together more. The openness and things like that, the silos are being broken down little by little. And open source usually helps with breaking down silos. And of course, I'm talking about predominantly in the Netherlands and a little bit Benelux. Other regions can, of course, be different. And this is a international uh, worldwide survey. But uh, yeah, the numbers don't surprise me. They are really what I'm seeing every day as well. Yeah, maybe calling out uh, oil and gas again. Uh, like it, it's just it's really stuck that it, they are. If the average is eighty percent, they're actually ninety five percent is either yes, significantly looking to expand, or yes, looking to expand. It's you know fifteen percent above the average is yeah. itself is kind of it's not it's not even you know about five percent of them are looking to just remain the same. Yeah, might it also be a kind of a cloud-driven uh, solution? Because typically when people go to cloud, more open source gets leveraged because, I mean, big yeah. hyperscalers, they build stuff themselves, but some of them almost do everything with stolen open source. Some are a little more ethical than that, but uh, <laughs> make up your own mind. But uh, again, energy, oil and gas, not a very agile, quick-moving landscape. So if they are now finally trying to move to cloud as well, that's what stuff I said earlier, that could also, of course, include this bigger rise there. Yeah, yeah, I think that. Uh... Let's just hope they contribute back, right? They have all that money. They should be able to sponsor a couple of uh, projects. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, perhaps one of the ones that's a little bit lower, which is not, it's not particularly surprising, is sort of educational research is down in the like seventy percent overall. Um, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, that's kind of weird because education typically has no money. Yeah. Um, and they still need to train people. I think it might be to do with the fact that there's a decent percentage of it that is expecting to stay the same. So like the fact that maybe they've already, they've already got quite high adoption, therefore adopting more or significantly more. Yeah, that's true. Gets yeah. gets more difficult the higher your adoption rate gets, which actually kind of bringing us back to uh, energy, oil, and gas. I the there has been, and this is this is going back like 10, 15 years. Like there there has been a bit of a um, an approach in some of the oil and gas companies of, you know, how can something be any good if we're not paying through the nose about it? Um, I have seen that kind of <clears throat> excuse me. That kind of sort of snobbery. <laughs> Oracle mentioned. and SAP prices are fine. Exactly that kind of approach. And I wonder if this is actually, this is kind of a waking up yeah. moment that we're, that we're seeing here of, of energy oil and gas. And this is not by all means like all energy oil and gas companies. I know there are some very forward thinking, very open source focused. I've had a chance to meet with a few of them throughout my career. But I've also had some engagements of, along the lines of, oh, is that all it costs? It can't be any good. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, actually, in my career, that's something as a solution architect I've been warning my colleagues against. Never go to a customer and tell them you have the cheapest solution. Yeah. Tell them you have an economically viable solution, and it may even be the cheapest <laughs> one. Just saying that automatically devalues your proposition. That's something that open source has suffered from for a long time. Just as you said, if it's for free, it can't yeah. be good, right? Yeah. Well, maybe if we wanted to just wrap this one up, um, we, we've talked very generically about open source um, software, but if we wanted to, to tie this down and be a little bit more specific um, in terms of the categories of open source software we're talking about, this is kind of interesting to me. The, the top category that people are most focused on is software development lifecycle tools. And that's up at kind of 33, nearly 34%. The fact that it's, it's not the fact that it's up there that surprises me, but it's the fact that it's higher than, you know, containers and container yeah. orchestration or databases and data technologies or even operating systems or DevOps tooling. Like they're all in that 30-ish percent, but the fact that, kind of SDLC just edges all of the others out is kind of interesting. Nah, for me, it's more like you can have uh, SDLC without containers. Yeah. You can have operating systems without uh, containers, whatever. But if you're using something with DevOps and you have some containers around, you're probably going to have SDLC. Mm. So mm. it's a kind of an tack on effect of, yeah, if you're using one of, one of the five top ones, you're probably going to be using the, the top one too. Yeah. Um, I suppose I'm still a little bit surprised that um, things like um, security tools are so far down the list at sort of ah, security 15, cost center, 15 percent. The <laughs> <laughs> um, also, frankly, I'm surprised that observability tooling is yes. is so far down in the list as well. Again, are just at just under 15%. Well, we have some bias there, of course, but uh, I mm. think this is a terminology thing because everybody has some kind of logging, graphs, mm. checking if it's up and down. Yeah. But do you call it observability? Maybe, maybe It's an not. expensive yeah. term in what it can contain and people sometimes don't want to say they have observability because I'm not doing anything with uh, APM, for example, so I can't have observability, yeah. right? I uh, think that's a wording issue more. Could be, could be, like the survey bias. Um, I, the, the one that uh, I'm sure Jan will be most excited about is the fact that blockchain is nearly at the very bottom of the list. and is Just only, above um, hardware. <laughs> yeah, just above uh, open source hardware, which surprises me not even in the slightest. Like the, I know open compute is a thing, and I know people love it, but yeah, it, niche, it right? really, yeah, it really very rarely gets into the majority of, of enterprises or um, you know, large-scale organizations. Like it's it's really the Facebooks or Metas of the world that uh, tend to get into into that uh, um, cycle. Yes and no. I mean, certainly also hyperscalers and the bigs like Meta and stuff, stuff like that, yeah, they have their yeah. own hardware design that they're using it. Are they publishing it? Well, they publish a little bit to show that they're the good guys, but I don't think they're going to put everything without any patents on the street because that is a part of the differentiation step, specifically the hyperscalers. If you look at the Graviton at Amazon and Microsoft had their, mm. uh, I forget the name, but they all have these things, uh, specific chips that design themselves and then you have yeah, the ARM yeah. stuff that's coming in. 
uh, I don't see them sharing a lot around them. To be honest, the open source hardware thing has, I think it died down a little bit to me. And yeah, I think so. It had a I little bit so. of an idea, a moment in the sun, and then nobody really cared anymore. Because unless you're a gamer and you want to buy a graphics card, hardware is actually surprisingly cheap. And even graphics cards have come down in price. Yeah, but it's still expensive. Um, over the last, uh, yeah, well, when yeah, I was that's, young, <laughs> that, that's always, yeah, that's always been the case for certain uh, certain levels. But I think we've deviated enough from our our one true direction. And that which means, unless there's anything else from you. Um, the only thing I'm going to add is that I did not forget that it was my turn to the outro, because it's not. Indeed. And therefore, that is all the time we have today. Hurrah! We can, uh, we can allow you to escape this. You can support this podcast. I don't know why you would, but you can. And you can become <laughs> a patron, and every contribution really does help. We really do appreciate every single one of our patrons. We are on YouTube. You can, as I said earlier, watch Jon do air quotes. It was magical. It really wasn't that magical. You can like, you can subscribe, you can comment and do all the YouTube things. You can also go to roaringelephant.org for a link to our Patreon page and for more information about the podcast. You can follow mostly Jon on Twitter using the at roaringelephant tag. And you can, of course, bring out your good old-fashioned email client and send us an email to podcast at roaringelephant.org. Until next time, my name is, let's say, Open Source Dave. And my name is Thank God It's Friday, John. <laughs> and we look forward to talking to you next week. Goodbye. See you then.